Hey, this is Dan from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, and I never listen to I Doubt It with Dollamore. <clears throat> I mean, uh, I subscribe and everything, but that's just so I get the notifications so I can uh, extra not listen. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dollamore. Episode 526 of I Doubt It with Dollamore. Welcome to the show. Thank you for joining us. I am your host, Jesse Dollamore, and I'm joined by the lovely, the talented, the scholarly, Brittany Page. So, I have a question for you, sir. Uh, All right. This is the way we should start every episode. Do you think... little mini interview. Do you think, if you were playing your very best tennis, (laughs) you could win a point off Serena Williams? Score a point... Well, I don't know if you know this about me, mm-hmm. Brittany Page. Mm-hmm. I think the audience may be surprised yeah. by this information. Yeah. I am a person who's never played tennis. <laughs> <laughs> You've never played tennis. I have picked up a racket. Mm-hmm. And um, I've attempted to hit a ball, I guess, like back and forth like a ding dong. Not, not like I've... Yeah, not taking lessons or anything Mm -hmm. like that. Like hitting a ball against the wall, kind of a thing. No, over a net, like actually on a court. Oh, by yourself? Are they? Is it called a court? A tennis court? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, with a with a person and with another person. Okay, I think you've technically played tennis then. Uh, I guess, but not. Yeah. So anyway, terrible. Not good. Mm -hmm. Don't get it. Mm -hmm. Don't even understand the game Mm -hmm. when they say that she lost. Like she just lost. Wimbledon today. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, she lost to so-and-so in straight sets. I don't even fucking know what that means. Uh-huh. I don't know what the love stuff is. I don't know. Okay, anyway. So, you know, it's ultimately, yeah, the, fuck no, of course not. Okay. The, 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 the best female player who's ever maybe lived, ever played the game, mm-hmm. would I score a point on her? Uh-huh. No. Okay. Well, that's interesting because... Um, YouGov asked this question exactly the way I asked it to you. Um, they asked 1,732 adults and there were some interesting responses here based on people overestimating their abilities. Uh, Okay. I bet. So you said that you don't think you could, right? You don't think that you would get a point. Um, you would be in with 74% of other men who said that. Oh, well, that's good. That they don't think they could. But unfortunately, 12% of men in this survey said that they did think they could. They said, I think I could, (laughs) if I were playing my very best tennis, win a point off Serena Williams. Fucking dudes, man. 12%. Come on, bro. Mm. No, you wouldn't. Unless they just happened to to survey in their random sampling like Roger fucking Federer or something. Uh-huh. Then he says, yeah, well, yeah, I'd sc- score points, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't think that that would be 12%. No, for sure not. Yeah. I just looked it up while you were talking. Mm-hmm. And both Venus and Serena Williams serve the ball, hit the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, fastest recorded tennis serve. So it is serving the ball. Yeah, yeah. Both of them Almost 130 miles an hour. Yeah, I would just be running out of the way. Venus is 129 miles an hour, and Serena, 128.6 miles per hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So get the fuck out of here with your nonsense that you'd be able to score a point on world-class athletes yeah yeah well be they woman or man yeah well i tweeted this and i had some people responding saying well when i was in my best physical shape i think i could (laughs) um bro please stop no well first of all i don't think uh, tennis for sure is a game of of being in shape for sure but it's more than just that Mm -hmm. 
you there's a lot of technique that you that's why I I'm fucking terrible at tennis. Yeah. I don't know how to hit the ball correctly mm-hmm. with the racket. There's all kinds of very very nuanced movements that go into playing tennis that you don't get just from being in shape. Yeah. Guy. Yeah. Well, and I think that the problem here is that people are uncomfortable with saying, I don't think I can do that. I wouldn't be able to do that. No, I can't. I, I Look, I want to pin down on that. Because I think that sure plays a role. But I think it's more men not wanting to say they could be beat by a girl in something. Yeah, I think that's for sure. It, But I've, I've also been reading quite a... I've been seeing actually quite a few articles about people overestimating their abilities in many different activities. There was a, um, a whole New York Times article about it like a month ago that went into all these different things that people overestimate their ability. Um, like when asked, you know, would you say that you are one of the top performers? And like... 50% of people say they would be a top performer in the category, you know, like which is just some, impossible. Something physical? Um, it was physical activities. It was intellectual endeavors. It was like driving a car. Just an extension of Dunning-Kruger. Yeah. If you ask yeah. someone, you know, <laughs> do you believe that you would be one of the top performers above average in driving a car? And 50% of people say yes. Yeah, you know, and then that's right. just not possible. Just, just right, statistically, right, right. that's not possible. Um, <laughs> Somebody's in the bottom 50% of that. <laughs> yeah. So um, asking those questions, you know, people tend to overestimate their abilities generally, which I think is interesting. But yes, in this case in particular, men, because women, um, they said 3%, I think, could. Female. I think I could win against one point against That's Serena Williams. Fucking 3%. Nonsense, man. Compared to the twelve percent of males. So yeah. Yeah, I, just, I don't get that. I guess I'm <laughs> I, I maybe it's because I did play sports at a pretty high level mm-hmm. and understand what is possible and not possible. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. Or maybe I'm just honest with myself. Yeah, I mean... I, that's just, it blows my fucking mind. Well, and when I was reading that other article about people overestimating their abilities, I was struggling a little bit because I'm sure that I do that in certain areas. But I was trying to figure out, like, where I would be overestimating my abilities. I think I'm pretty honest with myself. I struggled with the driving question. If asked, yeah. d- do I think I'm a better than average driver? Absolutely, I think that. Yeah, so I think I am too. But I've also been tested over multiple terrains and snow and ice and you know mm-hmm. I, i've i don't know all right well that's throwing other variables into it because <laughs> historically speaking if i'm driving in the snow it's not a good situation um <laughs> how about in certain climates what do you mean like when it's clear and yeah you have visibility <laughs> for miles when nobody else is on the road yeah, I, I really i i'm great when i'm on a nascar track by myself <laughs> I am wonderful. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, above average. Well, listen, the, the physical thing is weird because dudes, I think, underestimate what it takes to do certain things. Like, I used to be able to readily, mm-hmm. easily, mm-hmm. handily dunk a basketball. That's not the case anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like, by a fucking long shot. Yeah. So I think a lot of times, guys... They think about maybe what they used to be able to do and think, oh, I haven't tried to dunk a basketball in many years, but I'm sure it would just about be as easy. Yeah. They don't think about what the what they've got going on now physically. Mm-hmm. They reminisce on what their prime was. Like, they never reassess their physical ability. They just always think they're still that guy who was in high school or college yeah. who could do all those things. Well, I think I have a little bit of that, too, because... You know, when I was younger, I would do a lot of pull-ups. Like, that was my thing. I was always doing pull-ups. And um, I loved... It was like a Rocky montage everywhere Britney went. Yeah. Well, I... (laughs) I don't know. There was... My dad was always making us do, like, push-ups and sit-ups. And we had to be, like, little soldiers all the time. Yeah, calisthenics constantly. Yeah. And, like, when we would start acting up, that's what he would yell. Calisthenics time. All right. Really? Yeah. And we would have to, like, jump up and start doing some push-ups. So, I was, like, really proud. And I would, like, 
um, when all my dad's friends would come over. This is going to sound really weird, and I'm sorry, but um, <laughs> they were all like big guys who were working out all the time. And so I would go out there and like flex my stomach and be showing everyone my six pack because I was like trying to be all yeah. <laughs> tough and muscly too. You want to be one of the Nazi guys. Oh. <laughs> That went way too far. <laughs> um, oh. But so I think of that time when I was doing all these pull-ups and when I had no problem going up the rope at gymnastics and all this stuff. Yeah. Um, the one year that I did it because my aunt paid for it. Thanks. And um, I think, oh, yeah, I could totally go up the rope. In fact, I was talking to one of my friends and I'm like, yeah, I could easily do that now. That was so easy. I could totally do that. I they're like, you, I think you fell into the trap. Yeah. They're like, I don't think that you could. Like, have you tried it recently? It's actually really hard to do. Have you have you tried it recently? I'm like, wow, you don't believe in me. Wow. That's what's happening right now. So you shamed her when really she was setting you straight. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. We're learning. We're learning some stuff right now. Yeah. Well, anyway, so you were saying that you think it's that men tend to do that. But as, oh, as yeah. you were talking, I started to recognize that in myself. Yeah. I, well, I'm not. The only reason I think I, it's just a human thing. For sure. But the only reason I say men really do it is because that's the only group I'm familiar with. Yeah. I can't speak for women. Well, I appreciate I've that. Been, I've been appointed the official spokesman <laughs> for men. <laughs> and that's what I do, Brittany. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I think part of it is also. So admitting that we, as we get older, um, we aren't in our prime Shit anymore. Breaks, man. Yeah, and like my back right now is fucked <laughs> because completely you, fucked because you did a very minimal amount of like bending and pushing today. I pushed a car down yeah. the road with another human being in it. Minimal amount. Minimal <laughs> amount. Well, I didn't expect my back to hurt from helping a guy out. Yeah, yeah. But you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So anyway, I think part of it is our our inability to really um, face the facts that things change, our bodies change, we're going to get weaker and more frail, and it's sad in some ways. I think what Brittany's getting to here is that uh, we're all going to die. <laughs> It's usually We're all gonna die. It's usually what it comes down to. <laughs> usually. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad that you find uh, very odd and peculiar things to talk about at the top of the show. Mm -hmm. It leads us to some other things that we have been talking about. Mm -hmm. Some listener communication. We have one more call. Not one more. Some may still come in. But we have another call about the topic of reparations. Hey guys, this is Chris. Just listening to the reparations and giving it some thought. Um, question for you. <clears throat> and uh, do you feel like there should be any punitive effect of reparations? I understand that everybody benefited of the collective United States as we know it has benefited from, uh, slavery, but I've always felt that there should be some kind of punitive aspect. I feel like, you know, the, the southern states are you know, they kept discrimination and bias. They still are very discriminatory and biased and racist. And they kept that and fought hard to keep it told the 60s, 70s. So I feel like there should there should be some kind of retribution for that. Um, I was, I, I've always felt that if you could show, and I know there's some practical hardships and maybe impossible to really trace this stuff, but if you could show kind of lineage or, or dwelling into the, in the southern states um, as far back as Civil War or close to it, you should be taxed at a higher rate. Um, just curious to see if that, if there's any, been any talk or thoughts about any punitive aspect of reparations. And, and yes, I, I do kind of understand that this may be driven by my bias against the southern states. Um, and I kind of try to take that into consideration, but I kind of feel strongly that these mongrels should have to pay for all the damage they've done and continue to do and continue to turn a blind eye to. Anyway, thanks. Um, awesome. Glad you guys are still doing this thing, and thanks for making days better for all of us when we get to hear your podcast. Wow, thanks, Chris. We appreciate that. Uh, let me let me say this. Uh, I don't want to make the same argument that 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 people who oppose reparations make, which is, I never had a slave. I shouldn't have to pay. Uh, no one alive was ever a slave. And I never owned any. So, you know, that kind of a thing. <clears throat> However, 
Um, I don't think that, well, one, just the way our laws work, you can't punish someone, like actual punitive punishment for some someone for something their grandfather did. Like a, a, a debt that was paid or owed by my grandfather can't be transferred to me and my kids. You know what I mean? So I just, I don't think that works. Now, when we're talking about the debt of reparations, we're not talking about it from an individual thing where if your family owned, sorry, you still have to pay. We're talking about it from a national standpoint, from, from a, a country. The state of the United States of America mm -hmm. owes a debt and collectively we need to, we need to pay up. Uh, as far as the, the 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 punitive aspect of it, I I think you nailed it there at the end when you said maybe it's just my animus or whatever toward toward the southern states and their treachery and their treason in trying to secede from the union and then obviously starting a war. Uh but yeah, I listen. I'm 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 with you. I I get fucking enraged about this shit. If you're a regular listener to the program. You're aware of that. So, but yeah, I think that may be a little going a little too far. Mm -hmm. But thanks for the call. Great perspective. We'd love to know if anybody else thinks about this and uh, has any thoughts for Chris. Again, 657-464-7609. Of course, you can email those voice memos from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. You can also just email regular emails to idoubtit at dollamore.com, which someone did. Talking about uh, Bagel Guy. So let's explain this before we read this email. I got the clips of what happened if you want to just play them and then go into it. Well, I think that it needs to be explained. Okay, go ahead. Um, so there's this guy, and his name is Chris Morgan. Mm -hmm. And he was at a bagel shop. I guess it's called Bagel Boss. Bagel Boss. And he is a um, short-statured man. Yeah. Um, you will learn through subsequent clips that he is either 4'11 or 5 foot tall. Yes, and he's very angry. He's a very angry man. He is an angry guy. And he gets into an altercation at the Bagel Boss, and it went viral this week. Um, if you've been on the internet, yeah. you probably saw it. And the video is of him. He's in a polo, a striped polo. And... It, it, it's not clear from the video what happened to provoke him, but you'll, he's you'll find, yelling. Yeah, you'll find out in a subsequent interview he gets asked about it, but we can explain up front so you give context. Yeah, he's yelling, he's he's freaking out, and um, people are trying to control him, telling him to check his frustration, check his anger, and he starts like getting physically aggressive with people in the bagel shop, putting his body against men um, yeah. that are standing in line. And he's touching people. It, it's he not, starts touching. Yeah, it's People, not just yeah. yelling or swagging his finger. Right. It gets physical. Yeah. And so at one point, someone uh, knocks him to the ground. He gets back up. He is given his bagel. He drops it on the ground. He goes back and retrieves his bagel. Eventually, he while, leaves. Okay. All the while, spitting invectives and hatred toward and women. rage and venom toward women. Yes. I'm going to say, oh, you're five feet on dating sites. You should be dead. That's Okay. Said that to you here, nobody. Women in general have said it on dating sites. You think I'm making that shit up? Yeah. Everywhere I go, I get the same fucking smirk with the biting lip. Shut your mouth. You're not God or my father or my boss. Dude, you want to step outside? You want to step outside? Huh? I'm not standing, pal. You shut up, too. Just like no. Go ahead and attack me, Jake. Oh my, oh my god. I just wanted bagels. I just wanted bagels. I didn't sign up for this. Don't you hate when that happens? You just go to get a bagel and then there's a giant fight brawl that breaks oh, out. That's the greatest. Yeah. So oh, I just wanted bagels. So you hear him there talking about women and he sounds like an incel, right? I yeah. mean, when I watched this, it, it reminded me of like Elliot Roger and the Isla Vista shooting that happened where Elliot Roger, of course, was the young person who was frustrated by the fact that women didn't like him. Mm -hmm. And so he shot people in the streets. And so watching this video was... It was scary because you think about what could have happened if this guy had been armed, right? But... 
as you just heard, that's when he got thrown to the ground. And then there's a part two that happens. Kind of the aftermath. Yeah. in a public place here just raging and going crazy none of this is proportionate to what took place Mm -hmm. it's out of control yeah now i don't know if we want to get to the email and also the voicemail that we have first or play this interview it's like i have three it's like a nine minute interview i took about three minutes of it uh, that they ask him questions about what happened. We should play the interview. All right. Oh, well, now are we rolling? Are we rolling? Yeah. Are All right. Rolling? Tell me, tell me in your own words what happened yesterday morning. The same thing that's happened in all my life. People think they're better than you because they're told on you or whatever. And, and uh, I went in basically to uh, order a bagel sandwich, and the Indian woman who had never helped me there before didn't seem to understand the concept of of uh, egg whites. So we have to saying it about three times. So. We know now she's an Indian woman. That not, seemed, not relevant. Seemed immaterial. Not but, relevant. Uh, we'll let him continue. By the way, though, th- that says a lot about somebody when they're telling a story, and then they just slip that in there. Right. Like, something that does not matter at all. So I'm flying on a plane next to this Mexican fella. Yeah. What? <laughs> Wait a minute. What? <laughs> it's not like this guy's from Iowa. This is like he lives in Jersey. It's a very multicultural where he lives. Yeah. It's not like it's the one Indian lady in all of the white town. Yeah. He's just mentioning it because it's. Uh, I it's on he, his yeah, mind. It's a feature of his personality. And I verified. She goes, okay, I understand. I says, okay, fine. Then she's, she's doing this with a mouth and looking at people and smirking and laughing. And I started to feel like I was being maligned or, you know, I was, I was, I made felt like I was less of a person, you know. And you know how people are when they, when they, with their faces and they're degrading you and stuff. So finally I took it and I took it and I says, Miss, I says, what are you laughing at? I says, I'm a frequent here. So now they're acting like they didn't do it, which got me mad. But I, you know, then from that point on, that's when the people jumped in and my whole life people feel that they could attack me. They could, um, you know, they, they would jump me from behind, punch me. I had a guy cut in front of me years ago and they, and he pushed me when I asked him I was next. Why? Didn't say nothing. He just turned around and pushed me. It's been going on a long time. Anyway, so the video basically takes over from that. But the guy, the big guy hit me, and uh, I fell down like this. This is actually from yesterday when I hit the uh, the ground. That's the only hurt I got, really. I was really stunned. I accidentally, I went to the woods yesterday. I was taking uh, my anger out on the trees with a bat, and I accidentally hit my, my leg. But the bruise actually went down. But I hit my leg with a with a miniature Yankees bat. That hurt. Um, yeah. So then, anyway, they take it upon themselves to put their hands on people when obviously it's against the law. It's harassment. Um, the cops can never seem to do anything. I'm tired of women using me, abusing me, uh, lying to my face, tell me you like me on dates, and then you and then you take my money, you cut me off, and you say I'm too short when you're about my height. It's ridiculous. And when you add all that up, I snap. So he, I, you know, I fell on the ground. He put his knee on my back. He took my shirt over like this. And I had about this much breathing room. And it was getting hot quick. And I couldn't breathe. And, uh, and that's basically it. That's, that's, that's what the video shows. What do you think of the way the video's gone viral? It's gotten 20 well, million views. I haven't even seen it, to be honest, because my phone's working slow. But I've heard all about it. I, I found out last night from a friend of mine. He goes, you're famous. I said, what? You know. And he told me about the whole thing. And ever since 7 o'clock, it hasn't stopped. It's crazy. Um, I guess the message that I want to get across to this, along with 30 million other people that want me to, to interview with them, is addressing bullying. Um, it's going to end. I'm going to end it today. I'm the current prophet. I'm the current Martin Luther King. And if nobody likes it, too bad. I'm not tolerating it anymore, and nobody else should for that matter. If anybody had a kid in school and they were tolerating that, and a guy double your size who won't let you up is suffocating you, that, that's, that's where I draw the line. So you're saying you're the victim of bullying. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
So I think the key phrase there was when he said, I started to feel that I was being degraded. Yeah. I started to feel. And then I got mad when they wouldn't admit that they'd done it. Right. I started to feel I was being maligned. I started to feel that I was being mocked. Okay. Our feelings are not always based in fact. Nor our memories. And so I understand that he has, it's probably true that he has been treated poorly a lot. Sure. Many times in his life that people talk about his height, that people treat him poorly because of his height, that people take advantage of him, that they overpower him and that he feels weak when he's in public, that he feels as though he can't protect himself, that he feels angry about that. Okay. But the thing is, You can't walk around harassing people on the off chance that maybe they were maligning you. Yeah. And that's what happened here. He started to feel like that was happening. What if the what if the employees back there were just laughing it up, trying to have a good day, making the bagels, trying to get through their day, making some jokes with the coworkers based on nothing having to do with him. And he was watching them started to work himself up into a fury yeah, sure. about how it was about him. And then all of a sudden there's brawling happening. Well, we'll get to it, but I don't think it takes much to get him worked up into a fury. Mm-hmm. Let's read the, the, the email and play the voicemail and then we'll, uh, we'll continue this discussion. So the email we have here, Hey guys, I wanted to talk about the bagel guy meltdown. Quick qualifications for my expert opinion on height bullying. I am six foot three and a half and a chick. I hit six feet in sixth grade. So I've been tall for basically ever. So to be honest, I've heard about bagel guys meltdown for two days before watching anything. I was kind of avoiding it because I already knew it was going to hit me in my feelings. And it did. I know exactly how shitty this guy's day must be on a frequent basis. Now I'm lucky that it's been somewhat unacceptable to publicly mock a tall girl's height for at least a while now. The pendulum swings the other way and people go out of their way to tell me how they would love being tall like me. And it's not the most awful thing to hear, but you do have to realize that it happens an insane amount of times on a daily basis. People just will not stop making comments about it. So when Bagel Guy flies into a rage about everyone making his five foot stature a thing every day, I know he's not lying. And I do believe him about how negative everyone is with their commentary, because let's be honest, no one goes out of their way to say, whoa, you're so short, I'd kill to have your height. So I can only imagine how all the faux admiration I get about my abnormal height gets magnified in his case, but always with a snicker, always with a giggle, always with some snide bullshit. I feel so awful for him. Now, of course, none of this excuses the rampant misogyny and rage talk, but I do think it explains it. There is virtually no societal pushback for making fun of short guys, and so they're walking out there with a bullying target on their backs. Someone wrote on Twitter that watching the bagel video was like seeing the Ben Shapiro origin story, and maybe there's a tiny kernel of truth to that, obligatory fuck Ben Shapiro at this point, but then again, does our societal lack of empathy help create modern villains? I saw so much pain in that video. What did y'all think? Well, before we we get to all of that and talk about what we think, I want to play the voicemail we got. We only got two pieces of communication on it preemptive of of us doing the show although we were we were going to talk about it um here's the voicemail and then we'll continue hey Brittany jesse this is you know your old homie from uh around the way um i rarely ever call in but i wanted to talk about this bagel dude and um went off on a bunch of women and cussed a bunch of people out and then got his ass kicked um so here's my, my take on this. First of all, this is a guy who obviously let his shortcomings define him. And um, he's just a, a little, little on the <sighs> short-tempered side. <laughs> the bottom line is I think, uh, I think it's a great thing that, number one, that got put on camera. Um, I think that he's obviously a dude that can't deal with the the little things in life that come at you. Um, and it, frankly, more 
more people need to rise above. Um, this guy just just couldn't hack it. He should have gotten his ass tackled. I'm really excited and glad that whoever decided that it was enough and ran up and just put his ass on the ground did it. Because if more people who were flipping out in public stepped up and um, dealt with situations like this, you wouldn't have as many people do- doing dumb shit in public. You wouldn't have people flipping out. Because you know what? They would think twice. <laughs> They'd be bigger people about it. Um, so anyway... My my two cents there is uh, if you go dig into this guy, and I think his name is Chris something or another. Uh, he's uh, he's kind of a piece of shit. He's been attacking people left and right about being short. People asking that question of whether how tall he is, and it was about time somebody stepped up and did the right thing, put his ass on the ground. All right, Brittany is the best part. Jesse's also a pretty good part, and. Love you guys. Talk to you later. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Bye. So we saw what you were what you were doing there. What well, what was he doing? Just a lot of <laughs> just a lot of feedback. Um I, I do want to say we did look into him. Well, rather, you looked into him. This Chris Morgan guy. Yeah, Chris and Morgan. A- apparently, he had uh, a YouTube channel, but it has since been removed or deactivated or something. Because of harassment and bullying. Okay. Yeah. All right. He, yeah. He violated YouTube's t- terms oh. of service from harassment and bullying oh. because his channel was fucking filled with him harassing and bullying and being a racist motherfucker okay. to people all throughout his community. Because I thought you were saying that it got removed because it it then became flooded with comments from other people, no. but you're saying no that he no. was the one violating. Okay. Yeah, before we get but to I the But I thought clips, he was the modern day Martin Luther King Jr. where it relates to bullying. His yeah. YouTube channel wasn't just like him giving speeches about peace and yeah, inequality. Well, of- here's a little section from also from the interview. So I was like, I didn't expect this. I just wanted to get my message across and be on my way. But that's it. I'm your modern-day prophet. I'm your modern-day Martin Luther King. You don't like it? You want to put a bullet in my head or John Lennon's head or his head for wanting peace? Too bad. Because I'm not changing. What do you mean when you say modern-day prophet? Meaning I'm basically taking what they were believing in and try to get across the world, and I'm bringing it to a heightened level. Right. I'm basically doing their work, and I'm continuing it like they're alive in spirit. Have you seen you know? the video? No, so I, I no, yet, I, right? I don't. Ha- I lived it, man. Would you watch <laughs> I don't it? Ha- yeah, I'd watch it. Why not? But you probably can't see it too well. I mean, I haven't seen it, but <laughs> yeah. you know. Do you want to watch um, it now? No, I don't. No, really care no, to, to, no, to watch it. And no, you know what? I was thinking about it. Like, I, 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 I even would have let all of that go, but the fact that I couldn't breathe, really, like that was it. So he's a champion for anti-bullying, and we're going to get to some of his clips. But let me let me say this. This is yet another situation where two things can be true at the same time. That this guy has most certainly, I would do not deny, that he's gone through his life being fucked with for being a short guy. Yeah. Being five foot tall, being five, four foot eleven, as a man, you, you do have a target. Mm-hmm. Because there are a lot of insecure fucks out there who will tease people mm-hmm. and fuck with people and bother people right. and malign people right. because of they're they're not normative in the way that they're built. Or listen, I grew up a fucking redheaded kid. I know all about being fucking teased mercilessly mm-hmm. for your whole entire childhood. Mm-hmm. I get it, but it doesn't give someone. Like like the emailer said, I'm not giving it a pass, but I am explaining it. I think we can explain why. Mm-hmm. But when you start putting your body in the space of another human being, mm-hmm. it changes the fucking metric. When you start lashing out with racist fucking tirades, it changes the metric. This guy is a little piece of shit. Whether he became this because of bullying over the over the course of his life, or... He was always that way. I don't know. I don't know that it much matters, though. Because what we have on our hands now is a dangerous individual. I felt a lot of anxiety after watching that second clip where he gets kind of escorted out of the bagel boss place. Like, are they going to have security there? That He might come fucking back mm-hmm. and try to gun down all these ingrateful women. Mm-hmm. All these ungrateful women. Yeah, based on nothing, based on what he felt at the time 
which no one knows whether or not what he's remembering is even accurate. Yeah. Right. So let's let's get into it. I just have three, just three of many, many, many clips because I don't want the whole show to be about Chris Morgan. Um, let's start with this one that was on his YouTube channel. That was a long clip, but I want to give it. Uh, we're not playing the whole thing because it's way too long. But it is him where someone did ask him, "How tall are you?" at at a counter at like a Seven Eleven. I just bring this to the counter, right, to pay for my shit. You don't say hi, how you doing? The first thing out of your mouth is what's my height? Where are you from? What country are you from? Okay, boss. What country are you from? Okay, I am sorry. I no, I don't believe you fuck. I don't believe no, no, no. you motherfucking sorry. What no. country what country are you from? How do you like me asking you a question like that? You don't like it, do you? Answer the question. What I'm five feet tall, four eleven. There you go. Now what? Now what do you get out of the answer? What are you trying to... No, answer the question. What are you trying to accomplish? What are you trying to accomplish out of asking me a question like that? That pisses me off. What do you What do you gain out of asking me that? I, t I told you, I'm 4'11", 5 feet. Now, where, where are you from? What country are you from? What country are you from? Pakistan. Pakistan? Really? You know how much money our country gives you? Fucking third world toilet countries? Huh? If it wasn't for our country, you wouldn't be working here. It seems proportionate. You're, well, you're joking. Of course I'm joking. Yeah. He yeah. immediately goes to racism and maligning this immigrant. Mm-hmm. Who, the guy probably was a dick. Uh-huh. Hey, how tall are you? Yeah. That That's an asshole thing to ask. Absolutely. Irrelevant. Yeah. Especially when you know the intention behind the right. question. Yeah. But his default is racism. And the end of the clip ends with a cop coming. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, just making this guy leave the leave the business. Like, mm -hmm. You can't fucking be in here acting like a maniac. And that's this was just the end of May. This isn't like from years ago. This is happening all the time in this guy's life. Here's another instance. Not height related. <laughs> This boss sucks for hot. This boss sucks cock. I told Romeo I was gonna come back here. Fuck you. Yeah, suck my dick, you big bully. You're a fat, overgrown. You're a fat, ugly piece of shit. You're a fat, ugly piece of fucking shit. You know that? You're a fat, fuck, ugly piece of shit. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. That's right, bitch. That's right. What's what's even happening? Just there? fucking what's, chaos, this guy. Yeah, but what's happening in the clip? Can you? Yeah, he's arguing with a guy in a bar. Okay, that's why he says this bar sucks cock. And so this is what his YouTube channel is. He just records these interactions that he has with people, and then he puts them on the internet. Is that? Yeah, that was that was the lion's share of what was on his YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Just him recording with his phone. Yeah, harassing people, oftentimes harassing people, like this clip of a lady. In a store, dealing with her daughter that he doesn't approve of the way that it's going. Look at this woman here cursing in front of her kids just now. Did you hear the language yeah, coming out of this woman's mouth? Do you, 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 you hear the language that came out of this woman's mouth? Don't put your hands on me. You fucking smack my phone. Don't put your hands on me. Let's go. You don't get it. Now pull the Let's go. Let's go. Manager, please. I need a manager back here. This woman was cursing at me in front of the kid and then she smacked the phone out of my hand when she was getting loud. I want to imagine I to throw this bitch the fuck out of this store. You, you fuck you, bitch. You're getting thrown out of here. Fuck you, you ghetto skank. You're a loser ghetto skank without a goal in life and you're broke. So I don't care how fucking short this guy is. He's putting his body... Bumping into other men. You want to step outside. I, I think uh, the caller had it right that this is a this is a guy who's never been checked, or at least what I gleaned from what he was saying. He's never been checked. He feels impunity to to bump into people, shove his body into theirs because no one's going to do anything. He treats women of color, calling them ghetto skanks. While I have sympathy for 
people in his situation who have grown up being mercilessly uh, toyed with and bullied. I don't have sympathy for this. I just don't. Mm -hmm. Um, Is that the last of what we're playing? That is, yeah. You seem very... Well, I just... Edgy. No, I... So one thing that I did notice, because you were playing other clips while you were doing this research today, and I heard him say multiple times, like through different video clips, that a lot of the things that were happening to him, like he said he's living in his van right now by choice, and like he had a problem with the landlord because... His bitch, witch, witch and bitch of a landlord. Right. And then the previous place that he lived at, he had a problem as well, and nothing was ever his fault in any of these interactions and everyone's out to get him and everyone treats him bad. And he, you know, he's a victim. It's like, what is it? What's the psychological spotlight effect? Um, Does that apply here? I'm being dumb guy, but well, when you, when you think everything is about you or everyone's like looking at you or talking about you, yeah. when that's not actually the case, people are, everyone's worried. Everyone's looking at them or talking about them yeah, that yeah. they notice the food on your shirt, you know, but no one cares because everyone's so involved in their own. Right. Everyone thinks everyone thinks about them. They're yeah. not looking at you to think about you. Right. Um, <laughs> but no, I think he has uh, more severe problems. Um, but I, I don't diagnose people from afar. Yeah. So, you know, that could also not be the case, but I, I just gather here that there are some, some problems that he has that I think clearly unresolved issues that he should really work on. And this kind of reminds me of that Michael Douglas movie where he kind of breaks um, in traffic and then like starts just wreaking havoc on the city of Los Angeles. Falling down. Falling down. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Where this guy is just a ticking time bomb. And that is scary. It's not only scary because of him and the damage that he could do, but how many other men are out there that are walking around like this that see confrontation where there is none that see themselves being mocked where they're not Yeah, that are constantly viewing things through the lens of I'm a victim and I'm being treated poorly when that's not necessarily the case. Right. And I understand that he's lived a life of being treated poorly you know, where a lot of people talk shit to him and that's not good. That's not okay. But it also doesn't give you the right to walk around and verbally abuse people who have done nothing to you. Yeah. Just because you assume they might hurt you. You know, there's a lot of people, man, who have been victimized and traumatized and they go out into the world every day and they extend their hand to people who might hurt them too. It's a risk for a lot of people, okay? But a lot of people have to do that work internally so that they don't walk around and behave like this. And people do it every day, right? Yeah. Well, we all have a choice. We all have a choice in the way that we behave and the way that we treat other people. And he's made a choice here. Yeah. And I I like the line that that the emailer used. I like to use it too, where... This explains it. It doesn't excuse it, right? We can talk about all of the different things that went into why someone turns out a certain way, right? And explain it. Yeah. But at a certain point, right, we can't excuse violence that occurs as a result of it, you know? At a certain point, there needs to be some work that gets done so that he can have some healing, so that he can handle um, someone making a comment about his height and not go off, in a way that's going to hurt his own life. Yeah, I, I thought about that, too. I thought about, uh, what would I have done? I mean, we've been in situations where somebody's ranting and raving, and that doesn't justify putting your hands on somebody. Mm-hmm. But what what would have I done if he had done the, the, the chesting me up thing? I, that's a metaphor, because he didn't. He used his, his stomach to bump into the guy's crotch and I'm not being a dick about it I mean I'm just explaining the video um what would I have done I I don't know that I would have jumped on him like that dude did I didn't see that guy hit him or pummel him he just jumped on him shoved him to the ground and kind of restrained him just dominated him telling him to shut his fucking mouth and 
I don't think it would be unjustified to shove that guy on his ass if he gets in your space. I just don't. Something that I am starting to think about, though, is that this becomes like a public safety concern. And when someone is acting like this, we don't know if they're armed. Yeah. We don't know if they're getting ready to take out a gun and start shooting everybody. I mean, that's a real concern now. Right. That's not just me being hyperbolic, I I hope. Right. If someone is acting, if someone's behaving this unhinged. Yeah. You know, and they see the phones out. They see they're being recorded and they still don't give a shit. And they're still this unhinged. Um, that's concerning, right? How, how much further is this going to escalate? Um, so I think if, if that guy rather, instead of jumping on him and just knocking him to the ground, if he could have like physically overpowered him and just moved him out of the store, yeah, that might've been a better thing. Yeah, maybe, know? maybe, but also while someone calls the police, maybe that guy loses it because you took away his agency. You took away his power. You took away his his man card. Right. But I'm saying it, it, at that point, it becomes a public safety I, issue. I agree. So if we don't know what this guy's capable of and what's going to come next, if you can overpower him and get him out where all these people are yeah. and wait for cops to come and arrest him or whatever, I don't know, then do that. Like, I think that would be good, you know. Um, but who the hell knows? I don't know what the answers are. You know, I watch this and I get freaked out because this is like an Elliot Roger guy. You know, he and, most and, certainly is because this is about his anger multiple times about women on on dating sites, on yeah. fucking women on dating sites. And then he's also talking about himself as though he's a prophet. He's like one of the great civil rights leaders. I mean, yeah. we're having some delusional thinking here, you know, so I, I that concerns me. And I hope that people in his life, rather than texting him and saying, hey, you're famous, you're viral on Twitter. 30 million people want to hear you talk. I hope that they say, dude, this is like a turning point in your life. It's time to get some help. It's time to deal with this anger that you have. I'm sorry that you've been treated this way in your life, but this isn't the way to go forward. I hope what doesn't happen as we're talking about our hopes and dreams here. Um, <laughs> Let's do it. I hope he's not contacted by some deluge oh, of God. fucking incels oh, who really do try to paint him as some sort of a, a, a prophet um, and try to coerce him to to do like martyrdom or well, something. And you know that happens, right? Where they talk yes. about Elliot Roger as though he is their, the, the, their guiding the whatever, light. The whatever gentleman. The, the fine gentleman yeah, or but, whatever. But they talk about him as though he did a, a fantastic thing. Yes. You know? Um, so, yeah, that is a, a scary a scary thought. That's why I reacted to it before you even done saying it, because well, I knew what was coming. Well, especially <laughs> for a guy who, who yearns for that kind of attention. That kind of reinforcement and yeah. attention that he's important. Right. He is looked upon as something greater than he feels he is. Yeah. That would be that would be a, a bad situation. Yeah, but one thing I will say is this is an important conversation, right? Um, and I I love that people were emailing in. This is another example of how you don't just need to contact us about things that we've talked about, right? Yeah, for if, sure. If something comes up and you're like, I I want to sound off about this. I don't know if they're going to talk about it, but I want to kind of vent. Then send in a voice memo. Yeah, it might end up being a whole goddamn episode of the show, which this has. <laughs> We haven't even done a mid-roll, which we're just going to skip and do a live read of begging for your money on Patreon. All right. Well, if you want to support the show. Oh, we're doing it right now. You can do so (laughs) at dollamore.com slash Patreon. And when you do do that. When you do do. We really appreciate it. We love the do-dos. I really prefer the mid-roll to be played. All right. (laughs) Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent, and Good-looking listeners like you, by way of Patreon. Your support on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month helps keep the show going and move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you would like to join the ever-growing family of supporters, please visit patreon.com slash idoubtitwithdollamore. We do not have any new Patreon supporters to announce, but we do want to thank everybody for their ongoing support of the show. (laughs) 
That was not necessary. Um, <laughs> Nothing's necessary. All right. We we want to thank you guys so much for helping us move the conversation forward. We appreciate every single download, every single person who listens to the show, every single person who gives us their hard-earned money on Patreon to support the efforts that we have going on over here. Um Please make sure that you like the Facebook page. I doubt it with Dollamore Podcast. Throughout the week, we post links over there so you can comment and sound off over there. Please follow us on Twitter as well at I Doubt It Podcast, at Dollamore, at Brittany E. Page. Okay? Yes. And also, we have an Instagram, and you can follow the mascot of the show at Bully with a Y, Popeye. Bully. Popeye. Yes, yes. Um, you just looked up. We're not talking to you. You sit over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, we just want to thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Yeah, we we are. Brittany and I are talking about uh, starting this week, getting on more of a, a set schedule with the show. Yeah, things have been kind of hectic over here. And we we used to have more of a set schedule, and then it kind of got pushed back further into the week, doing the two episodes a week. But um, we want to do more, do one more in the beginning of the week, and then one in the latter part of the week uh, going forward. So next week, that's the plan. We're gonna have our first episode be earlier than it normally has been the past couple of months. Well, what what kind of happened was I got assigned to that goddamn grand jury, right? Which fucked everything all up because it it's a right in the middle of the week. And it takes me out of the out of the commission for a whole day, mm-hmm. which it just it, it's it's a nightmare. So that's ending very soon, two months away, and I'm done with grand jury. Which it's crazy, insane that that took that was a year. Yeah, but we're hoping for like a, a mon- Monday night record and a Wednesday night record. Yeah, for a Tuesday and a Thursday show. Yep, as a regular feature, mm-hmm. so you have something to look forward to during the week. Absolutely. But before we before we 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 move on here. We're going to forego Dollamocracy. I'm not going to play the bumper, although we are going to talk about politics just for a second. We want to talk about the debates that are happening at the end of the month on the 30th and the 31st on CNN before we go. Yes. It's going to be Don Lemon, Dana Bash, and Jake Tapper moderating. And they're actually going to be doing a live draw. I like this idea. Of the names for who's going to be on each night. So it's so the the fix isn't in. It's going to be very transparent. I don't know how they're going to do it. Like a bingo, like a Powerball drawing thing. Mm-hmm. But they're going to do it where everything's transparent. You get to see who gets to go on what night that it wasn't arranged or or tampered with. Yeah, and they're going to be doing that live draw- drawing on July 17th, so we'll keep you posted on that. But here are the candidates who have made the debate. They've met both criteria, and they have qualified. Joe Biden, Cory Booker, Pete Buttigieg, Julian Castro, Tulsi Gabbard, Kirsten Gillibrand, Kamala Harris, Jay Inslee, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Marianne Williamson, Andrew Yang. So a lot of the same. I mean, I don't. I didn't hear Seth Moulton. I didn't hear some of the names that uh, they're getting filtered out. Yeah, Seth Moulton did not qualify for the debates. He didn't even fulfill one of the criteria. And uh, Eric Swalwell, he quit. Eric Swalwell did drop out. He was the yeah. first dropout. Uh, Bill de Blasio has only fulfilled one criteria. Good. J- John Hickenlooper, same thing. John Delaney. So some of the... People who were not um, standout stars That's of the right. first debate, yeah. they are kind of lagging. And already the third debate, uh, they're already figuring out who's not qualifying for that. And even Cory Booker hasn't m- met all the criteria to qualify for that one. So yeah. they're, they're going to have to get their shit together. Hopefully they'll use this second debate as a springboard. Mm hmm to qualify for the third. And that's really the way it should work. We shouldn't be dragging this fucking dead weight along as a distraction for the candidates who are viable. Yeah, well, that's really offensive to Marianne Williamson. But um, I I think that <laughs> as, as the weeks go by, we will see other names dropping out and hopefully sooner rather than later. Yes, I agree. Mm-hmm. the asshole of today governor bill lee how many times do you think we've had 
a a a finalist the award of asshole of today go to a southern politician <laughs> i would love for somebody to go through and create uh like a list because I'm, I'm not fucking doing it mm-hmm. but create like a list <laughs> uh-huh. of all the all the recipients of the award because i bet we could figure out who we think are bigger assholes than not yeah probably probably there's yeah because tennessee governor what's his name again bill lee bill lee Mm -hmm. is a fucking asshole even ted cruz even ted cruz knows that what this guy is doing and did is fucking assholish so he uh, i just i can't believe that i have to talk about this i'm sorry um he issued a proclamation that Saturday, that's today. Yeah, today. Um, is Nathan Bedford Forest Day Ugh. in Tennessee. Donald Trump, baby! Mm-hmm. Donald, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, Nathan Bedford Forest being the first grand wizard or grand dragon or grand whatever of the KKK. Yeah, one of the early Ku Klux Klan leaders. Yes. Confederate. Um, Officer. Whose bust, by the way, is on display in the state capitol. Yeah. Fuck that guy. That's a thing. So, yeah, um, issued a proclamation saying that this would be a day of observation to honor the former Confederate general um, and his his legacy. That's prick shit, bro. That's prick shit. Tennessee. Tennessee. And apparently it used to be a legal holiday in Tennessee. Nathan wow. Nathan Bedford Forest Day. Yeah. Did you know this? No, I did not. Yeah, it first became a holiday in 1921, the 100th anniversary of his birth, and Robert E. Lee Day began in 1917. Yeah, well, the 20s in in America, the 1920s in America is when there was a massive push by the daughters of the Confederacy to start building Confederate monuments in an effort to kind of rewrite the history of the Civil War. Mm -hmm. That's kind of when that started. This wasn't about slavery. This is about states' rights. Uh That's when all that started. And uh, it doesn't surprise me that in that era, Nathan Nathan Bedford Forrest was honored too. Well, and Robert E. Lee... Day, Confederate Decoration Day, (laughs) Nathan Bedford Forest Day. Those have all been special days of observation in the state of Tennessee since 1969. You lost the fucking war. You lost. We're not memorializing your treachery, you fucking assholes. Yeah, well, and apparently um, they only focus on the fact that he is quote recognized a recognized military figure in American history and a native Tennessean. Mm. So they're not focusing on right. The KKK stuff. Right. They're not focusing on that. They're just like, Oh no guys, he was a military figure in American history. He's from Tennessee. That's pretty cool. Look at the state of Wisconsin. We're having a Jeffrey Dahmer day. Everybody (laughs) look, we're not saying what he did was great, but he is a notable history, historical figure and a, a proud Wisconsinite. Come on. Get the fuck out of here with this nonsense. Mm-hmm. He was a founding member of the KKK, the first Grand Dragon, a Confederate officer, and a terrorizer of former slaves. Fuck you, Tennessee. Fuck you, governor of Tennessee. So this is interesting, though, because apparently it's state law that he issued these proclamations. Did you hear this? No. So per state law, the Tennessee governor is tasked with issuing proclamations for six separate days of special observation, three of which, including the July 13th Forest Day, pertain to the Confederacy. So it's also the Robert E. Lee Lee Day that we talked about and Mm -hmm. the Confederate Decoration Day. So he can't can't take part in any civil... I'm not asking you the question. I'm... Asking the broader question mm-hmm. about enacting or, or participating in some civil disobedience. You just don't fucking do it. You don't have to do it just because well, I'm bound by the law, y'all. Come on. Well, so that's what he said. He said, quote, I signed the bill because the law requires I do that. And I haven't looked at changing that law. He declined to say whether he believed the state law should be changed to no longer require that the governor issue such proclamations or whether he had reservations about doing so. Yeah. Come on now. Don't malign my my Nathan Bedford Forrest, y'all. 
He's a historical figure. Apparently, Democrats tried to um, change it, but they were unsuccessful. Unsuccessful Democrats. So Shocker. Democrats are always so wily and strategic, and they do the right thing all the time. <laughs> uh-huh. Are you listening, Nancy Pelosi? Yeah, fucking person. All right. <laughs> so I, I'd love to hear from our listeners in Tennessee about this. We have several is listeners it, and many, many listeners in Tennessee. Is it just so ingrained in the culture that you don't even think about it? Did you hear about it? Were there reactions to it? What did your dumb neighbor say? What's going on over there? Yeah, what is going on over there? I'll say it a little differently. I'll put stank on different words than you did. You said, what is what is going on over there? <laughs> what is going on in Tennessee? Mm-hmm. We would love to know. We're going to leave you there, though. Thank you for joining us for this 526th episode of I Doubted with Dollamore. We love you guys. We uh, we really appreciate. It. Some shows are funner than others, and uh, this has been a good one. We uh, we appreciate you guys sounding off and uh, getting your voices on the record using our voicemail line six five seven four six four seventy six zero nine to call in and get your voice uh, heard, your opinion heard. Help us move the conversation forward. We also appreciate always. Like uh, our caller today did about the the bagel guy, Chris Morgan, emailing a voice memo from his smartphone to I doubt it at dollamore.com. We goddamn love you guys. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. For Brittany Page, I'm Jesse Dollamore, and this has been I Doubt It. You want to be one of the Nazi guys? Oh, <laughs> that went way too far. <laughs>